change your perception of what you're looking at and everything changes. Hey, my name is Giorgio Janis and this is the How To Do Life podcast. If you've ever felt that no matter what you try, something is missing, then you're in the right place. My aim with this podcast is to begin filling in those blanks for you. So open your mind and get ready because I'm about to show you an entirely different way to look at your life. And once you've seen it, you can't unsee it. So let's get started. Hi there. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. In this episode, we're going to be talking about why people hold on to anger and what the underlying reason might be for the anger and frustration that we hold on to in the first place. So let's just jump right in. What's very common for me to see in a lot of my consultations and in my group program is that a lot of people show up with anger unexpectedly. It's almost like there's a sense of anger that arises within you and it seems to kind of come out of nowhere. You're not entirely sure why, but it fills you unexpectedly. Now, there's a reason for that. It doesn't, it's not actually random. It doesn't come out of nowhere. It's not like the weather where the rain sweeps through and dumps a whole bunch of rain where you happen to be and then dissipates and you had no idea it was coming. That's not how emotions work, especially anger and frustration. Where these emotions come from are usually triggers. There's some kind of a trigger in our life that sets us off, that creates this kind of anger. And what I want to point you to and give you some insight into is what those triggers look like. So you understand what buttons are being pushed and why they're being pushed and who's pushing them, as opposed to feeling like there's some kind of puppet master up there just pulling strings on us and our emotional state, which is how it can feel sometimes. So let's get a little bit further into anger and frustration here. I've been seeing a lot of it, and sometimes it shows up on sessions. People feel angry and frustrated with me. And the only reason that takes place for a lot of people is for one main reason. And I want you to take note of this, especially for when you felt surges of anger and frustration in your own life. And that is that anger comes as a result of your expectations being unmet. I want you to think about that for a sec. When you experience anger, it's because you came into a particular scenario, a particular setting with an expectation. And you were insistent on things unfolding according to whatever this expectation was. And then life in that moment, i.e. people or the scenario, took the circumstances in a different direction to what your expectations were, and you weren't able to adapt and adjust your expectations to go in line with where things were going. And so you kind of become this fixed object while there's a lot of fluid around you. That makes things really difficult for you because everything else is trying to move in another direction, but you're staying fixed and you're digging your heels in. Now, if you get into an argument with somebody, what is that? That's two people being fixed. They're digging their heels in. Both having an expectation of where they want things to go, what they want as a result of the argument, but nobody's really going to budge because you're both fixated on basically two different goals and two different intentions or outcomes. And so 
the argument just continues to escalate because neither person is getting what they want, i.e. whatever their expectation is. So anger and frustration comes from the expectation. Now, this is where things get really tricky for a lot of people because ultimately the solution to resolving the anger and the frustration is to let go of the expectation. But then what happens there? We, we experience this doubt and this uncertainty that if I let go of my expectation, what's going to happen? I'm not going to get what I want. And so then I'm going to have to submit myself to all of the circumstances, give up on wanting anything, give up on having any desires or any intentions or anything like that, because, well, I just have to give in in order to avoid frustration. And I can understand why you might be thinking that, and people have actually asked me questions along those lines, but that's not the case. When you study a lot of the brilliant minds throughout history, you'll find that they all work towards being able to let go. They're two really powerful and profound words when you put them together. Let go. Because sometimes we're holding on with such a tight grip to the things that we think we need or the things that we think we want. And because we're holding on so tightly, it becomes almost impossible to grasp and let in what might be the best thing for us. What might be a more aligned alternative, but we can't see it because we're coming in with our expectation. And so as we're getting these different things coming into our lives and we're feeling this sense of frustration because we're holding on to the way we think things are supposed to go, there's basically this huge gap between what you want and what you need, which is what you're getting. And that gap creates all that frustration and anger, along with many other emotions, anxiety, fear, guilt, shame, depression sometimes, sadness, grief, you name it. But it's this gap between these two, what you want and what you need, or what's happening in any given moment. And if you can't adapt, you become increasingly frustrated. But if you're able to let go and adapt to the circumstances, you then empower yourself to be able to actually change the scenario and you're more likely to get what you want in instances like that. I know it's a bit of a Confucius, let go to get what you want, let go to get exactly what you're looking for kind of statement, but I found it to be true. I found it to be true in my own life. I found it to be true in all the consultations that I've done. When people have shown up with the frustration saying, this is what I want and it's going in a different direction, the first thing I target is helping them let go of what they think they want. And I know that seems counterproductive, and it almost seems like I'm working against my clients, but it's not. Your ability to let go is what enables you to see opportunities that you haven't seen and avenues and pathways to get exactly what you're looking to get. But we can't see that if we're fixated with a narrow vision or a narrow-minded perspective on there only ever being one outcome in a scenario. This can happen in relationships, it can happen in business scenarios, either with negotiations, with clients, with employing people, with working with teammates, with clients saying that they're walking away. If you're having clients who are trying to break a contract or something like that, or a supplier who's not delivering on what they were supposed to deliver or something like that, it can run through to legal matters. I've worked with many lawyers who have to navigate situations like that. 
And it's all because there was an expectation of what was going to be fulfilled. But if you try to force an expectation, it's like trying to jam a square peg into a round hole. What happens? You're only going to get frustrated in those scenarios. No one's going to come away from that feeling great. You're just going to sit there trying to jam this square peg into a round hole, never really getting it in there, and then getting really frustrated by it, walking away, and then maybe you come back and try again with the same exact expectation, but expecting a different result. And then again, you walk away with even more frustration. And eventually that frustration turns into and transforms into despair. And despair, given enough time and effort, eventually turns into apathy. And the thought process becomes, if in doubt, why bother? What's the point? Why should I even try anymore? All of that, that whole process, given enough time, is simply the result of having an expectation and not being able to adapt to scenarios that were differing to what your expectation was. So by managing your own expectations in life and being able to be adaptable and fluid with them, you decrease the likelihood of wrestling with all kinds of frustrations and angers. And you're more likely to start almost laughing at life's scenarios and the ironies of the way things are folding, unfolding, where you're, you're almost seeing scenarios unfold and you kind of just chuckle to yourself like, yeah, that makes sense. I really wanted that and I got the complete opposite. But when you start laughing at these situations, you're more open to the opportunities that are there that you're overlooking because you're so charged up about the way you're seeing it. So I can't emphasize enough, your ability to adapt and change your expectations is actually going to equip you and empower you to get closer to what you're looking to create. So the question becomes, how do you know you've got expectations? Well, if you're experiencing frustration, if you're getting down and you're not even sure why, it kind of feels like there's these things in your blind spots that are stopping you from changing lanes into the lane that you want to change into. You can be sure what you are going through in that particular moment is discovering that you have expectations. That's what I explain to a lot of people when they're like, I don't know why I'm frustrated. I'm just feeling really pissed off right now. I don't know how to change it. Like, I don't even know that you can tell me what I'm frustrated about, but I'm feeling really frustrated. I'm like, that's fine. We'll work on it. But let's start with this. What you're currently going through is realizing that you had an expectation that you weren't even aware of. And that's what's happening when you're experiencing frustration. You're discovering you had an expectation that you were unconscious to. It was there, and most people are, are unconscious to their expectations. But the moment you come up against something that appears to be an obstacle or resistance in your life, you start to look at it and you feel this resistance. You're like, well, that's not going the way I want. That statement in and of itself tells you you had an expectation. It's not going the way I wanted. Okay, so how is it going? And how is what is unfolding potentially helping me? If you ask yourself that question, how is this particular scenario helping me? How's that enriching me? What are all the upsides that I'm getting from this? Maybe you'll start to uncover that what is unfolding is more aligned for you and has a wider 
spectrum of opportunities for you to take. Sometimes we come in with these expectations thinking we know best. Do we? I don't know. I've been humbled a lot in my life thinking I knew best in certain scenarios, in many scenarios. And when I stopped and asked myself, well, okay, how could this actually be helping me? What are the things that I'm not seeing about this scenario that would be benefiting me? And when I sit there long enough and answer the question enough times, what I've discovered is that life, nature, the universe, whatever you want to call it, was actually presenting me with something that I couldn't even conjure up, that harbored more opportunities and more upsides and more gifts in reality. And when I realized that, I was, it would humble me because I, th- I was coming in thinking I had written the best script there was and then life had written a, a script and made some note changes to mine and I wasn't okay with it, not realizing that life had written a more fulfilling and enriching script, something that was a little more inspiring than what I could have come up with. And it's humbling. And so I've decided to become a co-writer with life, not the only, the sole author of life. For me, I'm a co-writer. I write what I would love to create, but I'm open to changes and edits that life might actually contribute. And so by being able to work with life, with nature, with universe, with God, whatever word you want to use, infinite intelligence, everyone's got a different name for it. The more you're willing to work with life and adjust your expectations according to maybe this higher intelligence that's trying to guide us through life and also help us, then you start to uncover these different experiences that you wouldn't have thought otherwise. And what happens to anger? What happens to your resentment when you actually open yourself up to scenarios or to people who are demonstrating one behavior that you're coming in with an expectation? Well, your anger and resentment dissolves. The moment you open up to what is and what is unfolding and what is happening with a humility and a gratitude and an appreciation for it, you can't experience anger and frustration at the same time as gratitude. Gratitude kind of suffocates the oxygen out of frustration and anger. And I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm not talking about Instagram, social media style gratitude. Genuine, deep-seated gratitude. And you know it's genuine because you can feel your heart open, as cliche as that sounds. You experience a sense of humility, not pride or arrogance, like you came up with it. You're proud of yourself, you're proud of this. No, just a humility to your co-writer. Like, wow, what an amazing contribution to my life. What an amazing contribution to my script, to my story. That's incredible. It's like being the head of a team and having a deep appreciation for all your team members as opposed to just being appreciative and proud of yourself for leading them. When you're appreciative of the team members and all their contributions, you experience a different sense of unity and harmony with your team, i.e. life. So your anger and your frustration is coming from your expectations. If you're willing to first reflect, okay, I'm currently experiencing an abundance of frustration. I'm pissed off. I'm frustrated beyond belief. My blood is boiling and I want to drive my fist through something. Preferentially, don't go drive your fist through something. I'd rather you don't do that. Um, It might be great for your physician because it keeps them in business, but it's not great for your hands. Don't do it. And don't go kicking anything as well. But what I do want you to do is once the emotion, once a lot of the anger has calmed down, it's kind of hard to do while it's in real time. 
But once you've like stepped away from the scenario and you've calmed down, I want you to reflect, what was my expectation going into that scenario? What was going on? And what did I expect to happen? What was I insisting on and what was I forcing into the scenario to unfold? And compare that to what actually happened. Once you become aware of what your expectation is, you're now empowered to actually change it. Because if you can't see it, you can't change it. You can't change something that's in your blind spot because it's in your blind spot. But the moment you're aware that something's there and you bring it front and center, bang, all of a sudden you can change it. You can start to influence the change. I talk about this in a previous episode on dealing with mindset blocks. So becoming aware of what your expectation was, which was probably unconscious, is going to empower you to move forward and actually change your expectation. Then the next step is to ask yourself, how is what did happen helping me? How is it benefiting me? What are the upsides that I'm getting from it? How is this creating a scenario for me that I wouldn't have otherwise seen? What opportunities lie in this scenario that unfolded? How can I extract the most value from this experience? When you're asking yourself these different questions, you're prompting your mind to look for the opportunities, to look for the little nuggets of gold that are the gifts. And when you wake up to what that is, and you widen your perspective, it stops looking like a shitty situation and you start seeing opportunity. It goes from looking like an uninspired dark cave to being a gold mine that no one else has discovered and no one else is utilizing. When you're able to dig through and chip through some of what's there, you'll start to reveal all these different little gold nuggets that were all there, available for you to enrich your life with. But if you're looking over it and all you're seeing are walls of coal and dirt, you're going to write it off as inconsequential and invaluable in the sense that it has no value. Instead of depreciating it, you begin appreciating it. So use your anger and resentment, not as a fuel for revenge, not as a a way to hit back or retaliate, but as an opportunity for you to reflect. What were your expectations? Get clear on what that was. That one step, just becoming aware of what your expectations were, immediately starts to discharge the anger. And then if you start looking for the value of the experience and you start extracting the gratitude for it, well, that almost completely dissolves the anger and resentment, and you enlighten yourself. You actually feel lighter walking away from it. I get caught out all the time. Things frustrate and anger me. To the surprise of some of my clients and students, they seem to think I'm incapable of experiencing frustration and anger, but I I feel it. I get frustrated. Things don't go the way I thought they would, and that's the moment I realize that I had an expectation I wasn't aware of. So I use it as the opportunity to reflect, The moment I do, I start looking at what my expectation was and sometimes being aware of it, either saying it out loud or writing it down, you almost immediately realize how irrational the expectation was and you let go of it in that moment, just going, why am I, why did I expect that? That's kind of crazy. The moment you let go of it, it's gone and you move on. So 
use your anger as this check engine light, getting you to pull over and reflect, whoa, what's going on here? The moment you let it go, you can pull back out onto the road and continue your journey with significantly less frustration and significantly less emotion about it. In fact, I'll leave you with this one analogy that I use a lot. These expectations that we have that fuel our sense of anger and frustration, it's kind of like when you jump in the car and you go for a drive, assuming you're a driver, and you're getting slowed down by a lot of traffic, or sometimes there's just one car for most of your journey that's in front of you that's getting in your way. But I want you to consider this. As much as you try to close the gap between you and the car in front of you to try and get them to go faster, we all know it doesn't work. No one moves faster that way. But as much as you try to do that, I want you to think about this. What were your expectations? Chances are you had the expectations that it was going to or the expectation rather, that it was going to take you a certain amount of time to get wherever you were going. And you'll almost certainly find that you were expecting there to be no cars on the road. Everyone was going to be out of your way and you were going to get green lights the whole way through. This trip only needs to take me 15 minutes. And at the moment, I'm stuck behind this particular individual or I keep getting stuck at all, like an entire string of red lights or I keep getting stuck behind someone that's really slow every time I overtake the next one, or there's somebody that's pulling over that's parking and they're slowing me down and like you just keep obstacle after obstacle after obstacle, your expectation was probably that it was going to be a 15-minute journey and you're not willing to change your expectation. You're insisting on it being 15 minutes, which is why you push. But what happens if you got in the car and you set the expectation mentally that it was going to take you 45 minutes to get there. Now, all of a sudden, if it takes you 30 minutes, that feels like a win. Or if it takes 20 minutes, it feels like a win. It's because of the expectation you set. So if you're willing to adjust your expectation, all of a sudden, your whole experience of that journey changes. So if it's an appointment or a meeting you're trying to get to and you're expecting, I've got a 15 minute window will be enough because the moment I get in the car, if I just like genie my way through it, then I'll get there in 15 minutes, right? Well, no. What if you allow for 30 minutes? Chances are it'll take you 20 minutes to get there and without any frustration, and you've got 10 minutes in your pocket to reflect on previous frustrations or to listen to another podcast episode or whatever it might be. Consider your expectations. What did you expect? Ask yourself that. What did I expect? You'll be surprised by what you learn about yourself. So I hope that was helpful. I hope this helps discharge some of your angers and frustrations throughout your life and opens you up to opportunities that you weren't seeing that were right in front of you. Now, if you haven't subscribed, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We're on Spotify, we're on all the major platforms, Apple Podcasts, we're on YouTube. If you're not subscribed there, make sure you subscribe. And uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching if you're here on YouTube. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.